I ignored my cheating wife's calls when creepy karma finally found her, and she was crying for help and despair just three months after having a baby with new daddy. My wife and I have known each other since November of 2013 and started dating immediately. At the time of typing this, I'm 28. And she's 24. We met when she was 17. And I was 21. One year and it got kind of rocky, but we put it back together and stuck with it. We got married on May 16th of 2016. We had our baby boy two years ago, just a days ago, she told me she was seeing another man and that it was physical. She had been seeing him for three weeks at that point, I asked her if she thought I should leave. And if I should take our son with me. She nodded. So I just went into the other room and went to bed, just in shock, stared at the ceiling the entire next day and between taking care of our son. The next day, I threw what I could in my car and left. I want to clarify that I have a terrible drinking problem and it has consumed me. And now that it has ruined my life, I can't let it ruin my son's life. I'll be going to meetings immediately. We've been happy together all these years, made sacrifices for one another, and have enjoyed each other. We lived in a city for three years after we got married as she was advancing her career. I was managing a retail store and making really good money. She was managing a restaurant and she was making really good money, but we never saved. We've always been terrible with our spending. On Valentine's Day 2017 we tried for a baby and got pregnant on the first try. Our debts were piling up and we had no health insurance. I quit my managing job so I could get a different job and qualify for insurance for her. You never know what can happen during a pregnancy. You know, we decided she should keep her since she loved her job and is very passionate about it. I got another job and got insurance. That November, we welcomed our son into the world on her due date happy and healthy. The birth was natural. And I held her hand through the entire process and watched my son enter this world and even cut the cord. We were so happy and so in love. Once the insurance paid out I quit the job because it was awful and went back to the same company I was working for. Our debts continued piling up and we wound up with a Chapter 13 bankruptcy. We were surviving though. We just lived our lives for a year and a half after that and loved each other and raised our son. She begged me to move to another city for another job offer with the same company and a substantial pay raise. I told her I didn't want to give up what we had there. But she continued pushing and pushing and three months later I finally said duck it and gave in and told her we could move once again and start over in the new city. I gave up everything I loved about what I was doing there in our home that we both loved. We had so much room there in a fenced yard for our son. We moved five months ago and I just wound up working for her for simplicity's sake since we were having such a hard time finding a good reliable daycare. There were days where we just worked opposite shifts just to make it work. I felt less of a man and fell into a deep depression became cold and distant to her and eventually we only had sex once a few weeks. I stopped taking the time to look her in the eyes hugging her kissing her touching her. We became almost like roommates with a kid. We never talked about it though. She ignored me too. But I know she could see the sadness in my eyes. But she just seemed so happy with what she was doing. And I couldn't just walk away from that or tell her we needed to go somewhere else. Our apartment was abysmally small, like tiny. 
We had nowhere to enjoy each other's company like we used to nowhere for our son just to play and run and laugh. So cramped. I should have done something gone to a counselor tried to find a job I loved but I just rotted. They're drowning myself in the bottle every day. I did all the housework the laundry dishes meals and taking care of our son. I was a drone just grinding through the days. She said she felt dead inside when she told me my D-Day. She felt nothing and just had to go and feel again. I died a little inside that day. I completely shut her out and walked away. It took me a couple of days to wake up, but I fought for her offer forgiveness, offered to try to find religion with her as an atheist, and she's a Lutheran told her I'd do anything to keep her in my life to get help for my drinking as I should have years ago. I just wish she would have given in me an ultimatum before having an affair. She's already walked away though. My heart and soul are so broken right now. And I'm having a hard time holding it together. And I just want a drink. So ducking bad, but I can't, I have to do this for my son. I've got a job a place to live, and I've got my son. I told her, I could forgive her, and we could rebuild our lives together, I could give up the bottle, focus on us. I've made so many mistakes. I gave her the same ultimatum she should have given to me a month ago, two days ago, and she chose him. I've been asleep for so long, and I woke up this week. It's been hell, I can't stop throwing up. I've been having random panic attacks and breakdowns. I was thinking about editing, all the screenshots, removing names and places and just sharing them with you all. In those messages. I tried to win her back. She even had the gall to post on Facebook that she was in a relationship after I changed mine to separate. I'm over here reaching out to her and trying so hard and she's already moved on. It's like she's not the same person anymore. I sent her my closing statement from our relationship today. Going forward, we will only talk about money and our son until the divorce. She's going to continue to pay on the bankruptcy and assist me financially as if we default on that or restructure. It would make life hard for all of us, including our son. I'm going to share my closing statement now. Me one more thing. I'm sorry, I fell into such a dark place once we moved to a new town. I just wasn't happy there. I was severely depressed. I didn't focus on your needs physical or emotional. I became even more consumed in the bottle than I ever have. I hid those feelings from you because I wanted to give you the world I gave up the happiness of having a real home and a real job in our new town. I did that for you. I should have gone to counseling we both should have especially after your sister's passing. I wasn't there for you through that. I lost my passion to truly live and live through you. I cannot change the things I've done or the choices I've made. But I'm truly happy you found a spark of joy in your life. And that will keep me going. Along with the joy I find through being with our son every day. I've even already considered attempting to find another woman to love, but I can't do that. It won't be love. It will be empty won't help anything, and it's wrong, and it's not fair to our son. I've hung all of our pictures here to remind me of the love we had when we truly loved each other, and I'll keep moving forward to make sure our son is loved happy and healthy. I'm going to find a counselor soon and just talk to someone. But I also want you to never forget there is no justifying the choices you made either. And you can hate me for that. And that's okay too. I want you to always remember that you gave up on us and your son. We did make a vow, and you broke that vow. 
I'm dropping it now. Have a good life. Update. Well, it's been five months since everything happened. And I can finally say I'm back to my old self. My drinking at this point is almost non-existent. I landed a job as an IT technician back in January and worked Monday through Friday August 5th. Perfect for daycare while being a full-time dad. So happy to finally leave my retail career behind. I did lose it for a while there in December. Having my whole world turned upside down the anxiety and constant feeling of dread. I drowned myself in liquor. I almost stopped eating entirely and lost 40 pounds. Sleeping only for a few hours a day. I'm 5 feet 11 inches, I was 180 and dipped all the way down to 140 currently at 155 eating normally again. It really hit the fan about a month ago. My wife and the AP broke up and got back together numerous times through the months. But last month I got a random phone call from the AP as he found my number in her phone. He was going on about how she was lying to him about still talking to me. Obviously we still talk. We have a child together. He called me to tell me that he was done with her and that she's pregnant. He asked me if it was mine. I was taken back by that. It's not she finally tried to reconcile with me. I turned her away. For the first time in years. I feel like I can breathe and make my own decisions. It was my wake-up call to finally get the ball rolling and hire a lawyer. They got back together a few days after that to the whole situation is just obscene to me. She's only reached out to see our son twice in this entire time frame. So I shouldn't have any issues getting primary custody. Finally filing for divorce this week. I just wanted to say it does get better. I was blind to just how manipulative and controlling she was. And now that I've been on my own for five months, nothing but good things have come my way. I do still get lonely sometimes. But my son keeps my mind off of things and certainly keeps me busy. It's just a good feeling knowing I don't need her. I don't think I ever did in the first place. I became codependent to a toxic person. The best thing I ever did was finally let her go. Update. It's almost hard to believe how much time has passed. In three months it will have been a year since I walked out that door. Life certainly does go on. Don't give up no matter how low you get. Pick yourself up and get it together. Let time heal your wounds. Not many bad days anymore though I still relive some of the trauma in my dreams. Wake up to wipe a few tears and go back to sleep. I do try my best to not think about it or let it get to me like I used to. Still not completely divorced yet. My lawyer is still finalizing the parenting plan. We both took the parenting class judge granted me custody during the action. I doubt getting primary custody will be any sort of issue at this point. She pays me child support and I pay her my contribution to our chapter 13. She has bi-weekly weekend visitation. Even now after all this time it still shakes me a bit to see her with him. They're always together during the exchanges. Seven months pregnant with his kid looking that tool in the eyes. Do it because I have to. I certainly don't owe her anything, but I owe it to our son to keep my cool and stay collected. As much as I resent her and her choices. He does deserve to see his mother. I just repeat to myself in my mind that she is not the woman I fell in love with. 
It's just someone that I have a contractual obligation to allow to see my child. The new job keeps getting better. I've gotten two raises and a pretty hefty bonus when I got stuck out at a power district to do tech support, maintenance, and network administration. August 5th Monday through Friday still been doing it since March. No complaints whatsoever. I'd also like to note that I had to take a step back and realize I had no stress in my life anymore. Like whatsoever. I can breathe now. I managed to quit smoking over a month ago. Just cold turkey not looking back I realized I didn't need it anymore. I still do enjoy a glass of whiskey at the end of the night though. I refuse to let my vices own me anymore. I've tried to date had a few flings at this point. Nobody has said well as of yet though. It's almost a chore sometimes meeting and talking to new people. Not to sound too off-putting but everyone that I've met has just been so needy. I just don't enjoy being glued to my phone anymore. That's okay though. It's nice for the first time since I was a teenager to just feel content. I don't need anyone. It's just me and my boy. And that's all I really need. Playdates with my co-workers, kids and trips to the park for picnics. Just vibing in dad mode for sure. My boss has a full-size bouncy house. The kind of ones you see at those crappy pop-up fairs. It's hilarious. No matter how bad your heart aches or how bad you want the other person back in your life. Take a step back and remember what they did to you. Remember who you are or who you were before you met them. I took that and ran with it. I grew from it emotionally. You can to take the time to take care of yourself and stop worrying so much about the cheater. It's made me take a step back and truly realize just how much the world does not revolve around me. When I was with her it certainly did just me and her. Everyone was there for us, but we weren't there for anyone else. Now she's cut off over half her family for this guy, the family of which I still talk to doesn't slap the same though hanging out with my father-in-law and brothers-in-law. Well, like I said, I just wanted to check in. I'll probably make another post after the divorce is final and let you all know if anything dumb happens. Right now my life is just on cruise control. And I'm doing very well to everyone that reads this. That's going through what I did it does get better with time. Don't chase the solution in the moment you'll regret it later. Take this time to allow yourself to become a better person. Also forgive my crappy grammar. Update. Well a few weeks ago she had the kid had to drive a couple of hours to the hospital she was at to sign paperwork stating that I am not the father, I haven't really been feeling right since she's been on maternity leave and asked to have our son stay with her for a week. I allowed it. This is the first time I've been away from my child for more than a couple of days. I feel completely out of sync with my routine. Then my dad texted me this morning and said that she must be going for the mother of the year award with how many photos she's posting. I know it's just her form of self-validation. Being the perfect mother. I don't think it should bother me but like Hella does. I almost feel disgusted with myself that it does though. I'm unsure if I'm in some sort of regression. I just feel so down today. I want to crawl into a hole etc. I just have to get the DNA test done to show the court that it's not my kid and it'll be over. My lawyer is collaborating with her to get it scheduled. It's almost been a year 20 days until my one-year anniversary of D-Day. It's getting to the point where I won't keep replaying it all in my head at night staring at the ceiling. 
I don't know. I'm doing good, but I just feel numb. I feel I could ramble about it more. I just wanted to talk about it. Thank you all update. Well, guys, it finally happened. She was offended by him, and he was arrested. She's tried calling me multiple times. And I just ignored the calls. Told her to either text me or email me. I have the police report in front of me. He was arrested last week for trying to slap her hard domestic offense, third degree, and child misuse. To clarify this is pertaining to what he did to her. He was apparently offending her while she was holding their three-month-old. This is karma at its finest. It makes me recall when I previously stated that I doubt his tolerance for her bullcrap would be anywhere near as high as mine. My boy was not with her when this happened. I gave all of this information to my lawyer, and I will see what he comes up with. Also got my DNA swab finally sent off yesterday. Almost time to put this all behind me. Things are still going great for me, and the boy got him enrolled in preschool to start in the fall. Still doing systems slash network admin at the power district, and I just got my own place. A whole house for just me and the boy. Life's on easy mode. We've been working hard locking down potty training, and the little guy is really getting the hang of it. Still haven't met anyone worth investing my time in? More or less just putting that on the back burner for now. I have no desire to be with anyone and I'm enjoying my nice quiet, easy life. I'm almost divorced. Nowhere to go but up. We have reached the end of the story. Let's listen to some of the comments by our Reddit listeners. Comment 1 Read your previous posts. Why did it take you three months to send your DNA swab? Op reply stupidest reason ever? I don't usually answer spam phone calls or unknown numbers. I was letting my lawyer correspond with the testing center for me. My ex-wife picked out the testing center. It's an official place and accepted by the courts. He was sending them letters and even spoke with them on the phone initially, but they would never get back to him. I decided to answer a sketchy-looking phone call one day, and it was the testing center. I apparently had to tell them it was okay for my attorney to speak to them on my behalf. Honestly, I've just been paying this man to do everything for me as I just don't want to deal with it. If they had just emailed me, I would have gotten back to them within the hour. So yeah, that's why comment too. If I were you, I would pick that phone up maybe only once. In the worst case you will end up enjoying her show. I am no teacher of morals. But the point of karma is teaching not getting revenge. There's no pleasure in pain. Just make sure her actions haven't impacted you for the worse. Said that you seem like having everything settled. So only the best moving forward. Op reply I picked it up about a month ago. She was drunker than a skunk and wanted someone to talk to. I told her to talk to her friend. She said he doesn't care. I told her it's not my problem and hung up. I tried to avoid phone conversations with her. She knows how to push my buttons and then I get spun up. I do better when I don't think about her or anything she's doing. All she is to me now is someone that I have to exchange a child with every couple of weeks. Nothing more. I try to live my life as stress-free as possible. And any time that caller ID comes up with her name. I know I'm about to get smacked it with something dumb.